Welcome to The Word from Bethlehem Lutheran Church. I'm Pastor Abigail Zhang Hoffman. And I'm Pastor Amy Walter-Peterson. Thanks for dwelling in The Word with us today. Welcome to this episode of Living the Word. Today we have our special guest who is well known to all of us my colleague, uh, Pastor Amy Walter-Peterson. Hello. Welcome. We are (laughs) delighted to uh, share some conversation. You know, a few weeks back, I was able to be the guest, and um, I enjoyed the chance to talk with you and reflect a little bit about a new endeavor for me this fall. Mm -hmm. Um, Today, we're talking about a new endeavor for you. But I am not going back to school. You heard it here first, folks. (laughs) Pastor Amy is not going back to school, but she is going to be connected to education. Tell us a little bit about what your new endeavor is this fall, Pastor Amy. Yeah, I have, um, starting in July, I have um, been serving as an internship supervisor for um, an intern in the ELCA who is uh, completing her education. She's done all of her coursework um, at United Seminary, and she is doing an internship in the um, Genesee Finger Lakes Conference at St. Timothy Lutheran Church in Geneseo, and I am serving as her off-site supervisor. Wonderful. So uh, for those who are not fully um, aware of what is involved with preparing to be a pastor, the year of internship is a required part of the process for ordination. That's correct. Um, so, So Lisa will be um, doing that year of internship um, tell us what the off-site part means. Yeah, so what that means is that um, St. Timothy is a congregation that's uh, smaller in size than Bethlehem, and so she is really the responsible pastoral presence for that congregation for this year. So she is leading worship every single Sunday. She is um, the primary person, kind of the par- primary pastoral presence engaging the congregation um, throughout this year in their planning and in their work. Um, And I serve as a supervisor, obviously off-site, so I'm still, you know, located here. But I um, meet with Lisa on a weekly basis to just help her reflect on kind of the role of ministry and how she is um, growing into that role um, and help her, you know, both troubleshoot and think through how the kind of leader she seeks to be in pastoral ministry as she's kind of experimenting with that this internships internship year. Um, and then kind of technically, I'm on the books as the pastoral leader for the congregation because in the upstate New York Synod and in the ELCA, there always has to be an actual ordained pastor who is responsible for a congregation. So I'm the on the books leader for the congregation this year, but Lisa's really the the primary presence. Um, I have a very limited role that I you know I accompany her to council meetings there and things like that. But but really, I'm helping her to grow in her kind of pastoral identity um, throughout the year. Um, so that's that's the offsite piece. And what's interesting, and one of the reasons why I said yes to this when I was approached by the Synod, is this is exactly the kind of internship I did. I did all three years of my education in various places because we moved in the midst of it. Um, and then I ended up in upstate New York. And 
I also served an internship where I was off-site from where my supervisor was, almost the exact same distance um, as I am doing this year. And for me, it was it was absolutely the experience that I needed at that time. I also think it's the experience that Lisa, my intern, needs this time. Uh, but to be able to kind of um, bring what I know and what I remember from that experience and to be able to kind of pay that forward in a way is uh, is a very special um, opportunity and, and one of the reasons why I really specifically said yes when I was asked. So there's a real full circle element to this. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And, and a flipping of the tables. I mean, you yeah. are, um, I believe, recently this month uh, was also an ordination anniversary for you. Um, we are recording this the day after that day, actually. Which is um, your ordination anniversary. And, and today is my ordination <laughs> anniversary. But, I mean, you're into this for 17? 19. 19 years. Um, you know, so 19 years later, yeah. you are in a position to now mentor kind of the next generation of clergy. Which feels crazy because, uh, like, I don't know, I I just, I, it, it feels a little crazy because... Uh, <laughs> I don't feel like I've been around that long. <laughs> and I don't feel like I know that much. Um, I'm but, here to say you have and you do. <laughs> well, um, I, I mean, I think I mean, I think the other reality and you and I have talked about this a lot is, I mean, ministry has changed significantly over the last two decades. We yes. were just talking the other day, like you started ministry in 2007 the year that the iPhone came out. Right. And and so my ministry started pre-iPhone. Like, I remember it was a big deal that I got, like, a little flip phone when I started seminary. Yeah. Um, and that was, like, a really big, like, should I get a flip phone or should I not get a flip phone? Like, that was a that was the cutting-edge technology right. um, at the time. Right. And so we've gone from, like, I have a flip phone and a Palm Pilot. That was my hot technology in seminary, you know, to this day where we can't, like, I couldn't function without my iPhone that right. I carry because it's it's like got all of my contacts and all of my information and my calendar and my schedule, like all of those things. So there's just been such a huge change in how ministry happens and the technology that we bring to ministry and the ways that ministry, we do ministry in that two decades. So it... Um, like it is a full circle journey, but it also feels like like it is a different world than it was right. 20 years ago. It is in terms of uh, the form for sure of yes. ministry. And, and I'm thinking about it. So I actually also had an offsite internship. Yeah. Um, those of you listening might start to think this is really common, but especially um, when Pastor Amy and I were both in formation, that was, we were by far the exceptions Absolutely. to the rule. It was Absolutely. very, very unusual to have an offsite internship. And it makes sense. You know, for me, 15 years ago, for you, 19 years ago, um, even though my internship supervisor was uh, 1.9 miles away, his church was 1.9 miles away from my church, um, which tells you a little bit of something about Lutheranism yeah. as well. Um, but I never had the opportunity to worship in his congregation but once, and it was the week before my internship started, because I had pastoral responsibilities right. for my congregation. We didn't have anything on the live stream. We didn't have a way um, for me to really shadow him without not being present for my congregation. So when I think about the opportunities you have, both as a supervisor and that Lisa has as an intern, um, to be even more aware of how other churches are operating, how other pastors are approaching various circumstances, 
um, technology has actually helped to bridge that gap. Absolutely. I mean, one of the real gifts of this experience so far, um, both St. Timothy, they live stream their service on Sunday mornings. We live stream our service Mm -hmm. on Sunday mornings. And so, you know, one of the opportunities that I have that my internship supervisor never had was that every Sunday or after every Sunday, I can either watch and or listen to Lisa's sermon. And I usually do. Often I'm doing it in the car. So I'm listening to the content of her sermon. But it allows for a much richer conversation that we right. can have together. And and she also listens to mine. I can actually uh, see her her leadership um, in a worship setting and, you know, offer feedback or critique or um, just like, what do I notice about it? Helpful, you know, helpful pieces. Um, and that's and that's certainly something I never had. Like, I had to kind of figure it out myself and then figure out what are the questions that I have or what are the things that people are commenting on that maybe I need to pay attention to. So that has been a real gift of 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 the development of technology. And and as you said, I mean, the that is different. But I mean, there's a lot about ministry that remains the same of, you know, how do we how do we proclaim the word? How do we proclaim the gospel? How do we bring good news into the world? Um, and how not just how do we bring that through our preaching and teaching, but how do we embody that in our leadership? Um, and that and that I mean, that's the learning lesson for all of us that that is an ongoing learning lesson. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I also recall St. Timothy's, um, we here at BLC have a connection to St. Timothy's. That is correct. Yeah. St. As I understand it, um, folks at Bethlehem were very much involved. Um, St. Timothy was a mission congregation, I think in the 90s or something like that, late yeah. 80s or 90s. No, I, I think it was the 90s because I, I think they're approaching maybe 30 years. I think that is correct. Um, and so they were a mission congregation. And so... Um, Folks from Bethlehem were instrumental in helping to build their church. I mean, physically build. Yes. There were some people from Bethlehem that were there with their hammers and nails. I mean, actually helping to construct the building. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. And and so there, you know, the the mark of Bethlehem remains in that in that congregation and remains in the church building. Mm-hmm. Um I, you know, I will say one of the other things um, that's a real gift for me in doing this internship supervision and the limited role that I actually have at St. Timothy, but it's a good opportunity for me at, you know, five years into my call here at Bethlehem to have a glimpse again of how, you know, for instance, another church council operates, sure. um, the ways that another congregation navigates their role in a wider community, the ways that, you know, they are uh, asking the questions of how are we gonna how are we gonna communicate to the world? What's the what's the what's the way that we wanna we wanna be known in our community? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's helpful to it's helpful as a leader to be able to see how that congregation and community is kind of navigating those things um, because it helps me take a little bit of a step back here and say oh gosh, we could, we could do some things differently. And, and it's, it's like, it helps me get a fresh set of eyes to what we're doing here by kind of just being pulled out in a very small way to see another place right now. Sure. You know, I'm reminded that um, our synod has uh, often had kind of the saying that we are church together. And this is one of those examples of Absolutely. How, how we get to be church together yeah. uh, brings us outside of our own community into the, the broader body of Christ right. that we claim membership in um, and that we are truly working together yeah. towards the mission. 
yeah. God's mission in the world. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for that ministry. Um, and I hope you'll continue to share some stories um, and share your experience along the way. Um, because as you said, this is clearly a, an exchange um, that you are are continuing to be formed even in your leadership and and in our ministry here along yeah. the way. And, and one of the things is, I mean, my hope continues to be that um, that the intern that I am working with, Lisa, um, that there will be times that y- you will see her with me here at Bethlehem over the course of this year. Um, you know, when we do some midweek things or she was at a recent council meeting. And, and so I'm also inviting her to have the opportunity to see how another congregation uh, works and operates and, you know, just navigates the work of ministry. And so yeah. she's, she'll, you'll likely see her over the course of the year this at some point as well here at Bethlehem. Wonderful. So yeah. we'll know to offer her a warm welcome. Yes, please um, do. Absolutely. Well, thank you for your time today and this reflection. Um, I am going to invite you to answer our fun five. All right. I know the questions are not a surprise to you since you helped to write them with me. <laughs> Um, But it is your first chance to answer them. Um, So number one, coffee or tea? Coffee, one cup, no more. And if I have less, I'll have a headache. (laughs) So coffee is a well-dosed drug for you. Yes, it is. Yes, it is exactly what I'm telling you. It used to be Diet Coke, but I've given up my morning Diet Coke habit. But it is, I have to have a cup of coffee. Okay. Uh, Preferred ice cream flavor? Anything with salted caramel. Mmm. I am my mother's daughter. I just love salted caramel. <laughs> Other than worship, what is a certain way for you to connect to God? Music. Singing, music. Uh, yeah, I mean, that has all, music has always been uh, the language of my soul and the language that connects me to, to God yeah. ever since I was a child. In fact, I'll just tell you a quick story. When I was a little girl, um, I remember sitting in worship and there were certain hymns that I would start crying. Hmm. And my mom said, Amy, why are you crying? And I, I said, because the music is so beautiful. Hmm. And so that is just, that is the language. That is my, that's my God language is music. Yeah. Um, while I'm not at all surprised to hear you say music, I've actually never heard that particular story yeah. before. Um, that is beautiful. Yeah. What is one resource you rely on that helps you remain grounded in your faith? Oh, one resource that I rely on. Um, you know, I, uh, oh, there's, there's a lot of resources. Um, one of the resources I come back to again and again and again are the book of Psalms. Um, that is just, um, I guess it makes sense. It's the hymn book of the Bible. Um, but uh, no matter kind of where I am in my life, the Psalms provide the poetry and the language for prayer and praise. Um, and I can always find, I can always find my emotional center there. Yeah, That's no surprise to those who've appreciated your sharing of poetry, particularly yeah. um, that you kind of started during the pandemic and yeah. has continued somewhat. Um, but poetry and yes. poetry and music seem to go hand in hand. Yes, for sure. they always have for me. They, yeah. they are, yeah. That's a whole nother conversation, but we can save that for another day. <laughs> we'll add it to our list of possible <laughs> podcast to- uh, topics. Uh, Christmas or Easter? Uh, Easter. It's Easter. That's not a surprise to you, I not know. Not at all. But uh, Easter, the, the story of, well, the story of resurrection, that God is always bringing life from death. 
God is always bringing life from death. That is that is the best news I know. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, thank you. Um, friends, as we close this time of our podcast, we have a couple of things we want to make sure you know. One is... Um, As much as we have enjoyed this particular format of living the word that comes out on Thursdays, we're going to take a little hiatus uh, from this part of the podcast, our Monday podcast, that is our sermon and the gospel reading from Sundays. That will certainly continue. Um, This Thursday, Living the Word podcast is going to take a short hiatus as we regroup a little bit for the fall. We will be back um, in a few weeks. Catch us on Mondays in the meantime. And if there are particular topics of conversation that you want to hear us highlight as we make our plans for this portion of the podcast in the fall, be sure to let us know. Our contact information is on the website. We also want to say a special thank you to Jacob Parlett. Uh, You may or may not know that Jacob has been instrumental in launching our podcast, getting us on all those streaming platforms where you are hopefully hearing us and uh, subscribing to listen to us each week. Um, He has been the sound master, and this is his last podcast production for us. Um, So we are just exceedingly grateful to Jacob for his um, energy, his efforts, um, and his faithfulness in producing this week after week. So thank you to Jacob. Thank you, Jacob. And thanks to you, our listeners. We look forward to being with you again soon. Until then, thanks for dwelling in the Word with us. Thanks for living the Word with us today. Don't miss an episode. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you have someone you'd like us to interview, please be sure to email us at theword at blcfairport.org. And if you'd like to support Bethlehem Lutheran Church and the ministry we share, including this podcast, please visit our website at www.blcfairport.org.